Let us pray. Our gracious Father, we come to you this morning praying that uh, through your Holy Spirit you will minister to us. I pray, Father, that uh, you will speak through me. Bless us together this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Joy for me and Chantal to be here this morning. We come from Rwanda and Shira Diocese, as uh, it has been already said. And we have 31 children, three of our own and 28 that we have taken care of for the last uh, 10 years. And it has been a joy to be a blessing to those children. We think that we are a blessing to them, but they have been a wonderful, wonderful blessing to us. Chantal and I lived here in the States for about 21 years, and uh, in 2004, we decided to go back to Rwanda to be part of uh, the change that is happening in that country. It's a small country, it's a beautiful country, and we invite you to come and see for yourself, and you will be blessed. They say that if you come to Rwanda once, your heart stays there, and your body comes here, and you are attracted to come back to visit that country. So we invite you to come and see us. This morning I'm speaking actually from Psalm 24. It is in the directionary. And I want to read that Psalm so that we can all go together. And then I will read the first six verses. Psalm 24, the first six verses. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hear of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who, clean, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of God of Jacob. These are words that uh, are interesting words to us this morning. Today, as you all know, is All Saints Day. And the word saints comes from a Greek word, hagios, meaning most holy, meaning set apart, meaning a person who is a saint. And uh, as we celebrate this day, we are celebrating a day that remembers those who have gone before us and are with God, and those who have ministered to us, those who have lived among us, those who are with God in the holy place. Today, if I was in Rwanda, I would see on the hills of Rwanda people streaming from the hills and others coming from the valleys and going to attend church 
today. And those will be people probably who have not been in the church for a while, but because it's all since day, you will find quite a bit of people going to church. It is interesting that in Rwanda, sometimes when you can approach a person and you will hear sayings that people use where they say, I'm not a saint. Sindu mutagatifu for those who speak in Rwanda. I'm not a saint. Sindu mutagatifu. Meaning that I'm not a saint. I'm not innocent. I'm not a person with a pure heart. I'm not a Christian, in other words. I'm not what you would define to be the church goer and the church attender, the one that we normally have expectations of how he would, he would behave, and we tend to have a little box, and if you don't fit in there, then you are not. And um, it is also not unusual in Rwanda for a person to say, I'm not a Christian, I'm a pagan. Sometimes because they don't have a second name, sometimes because they have not been baptized, sometimes because they don't attend church, sometimes because they don't manifest or display those Christian qualities that uh, we know of. The sense, those who have been set apart, Paul, in his writing, he addressed the believers of the churches that he ministered to as a sense. And sometimes maybe with a small S. And sometimes meaning the converts, the believers, the people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. The person in whose position they are in Christ, not necessarily that they have those qualities, but Christ has been a sacrifice for their sin. In 2 Corinthians 5:21, God made him who had no sin to be seen for us so that in him we might become the righteous of God, sin offering for you and me. Brothers and sisters, as we talk this morning, and share from our hearts. But it's a challenge to us. I like it sometimes my wife carries a little, a little mirror in her purse. And I can tell when she doesn't have it and I'm driving because she takes that view mirror and she turns it to herself and kind of somehow to look. Maybe we should be like the ladies and take some kind of a mirror for ourselves to be looking at ourselves. And that mirror is the word of God. Maybe we should keep the word of God in our purse, in our pockets. We should keep the word of God where we can read because the word of God is a mirror that we can look into and it will tell us where to wipe or where to put a little bit of makeup or where to, how to comb our hair or something that we should do. When we need in Psalms 24, verse 4, in response to a question that David asked, who shall ascend in his holy place? It actually specifies four qualities. And it says, a person with clean hands, meaning an innocent person, meaning a blameless person, meaning a guiltless person, 
If someone declared you clean, for those who are lawyers, he probably would be saying, you are innocent, you have done nothing wrong, go. Those with clean hands. Speaks of a man and a woman who is pure in their actions. If I have clean hands, it means I'm innocent. It means my actions are clean. It means that there is something that I'm doing that is right. It actually means that there are people who can see a testimony and say, that person is clean. And maybe us as people who would have received Jesus Christ as our personal savior, maybe there's another way of witnessing the power of Christ, of what he has done in our lives. It was a Spurgeon who said, true religion is heart. But he also said work. And the work is the fruit of our faith. <laughs> A man of clean hands is a person whose action and conversation are holy and blameable and free from acts of sin. And then he says there is another quality, and that other quality is that of a pure heart. A pure heart. An inner quality, as he was talking about the hands, maybe sounded external, but now an inner quality, purity in our hearts, in our thoughts, in our motivations, purged from hypocrisy and corrupt desires. There are people out there with corrupt desires, who have bad thoughts, who when they see others, the first thing is negative but not positive. Matthew 5, 8 says, The pure in heart shall see God. And he seems to agree with David, who will ascend to the holy of holies. You are clean if you have been bathed in the blood of Jesus. Therefore, and if that has happened, I encourage you to continue to walk in him and be in obedience of him and be the salt and the light, not only to your community, but to your place of work, to your family, to your children, to those around you. Let them see Christ in you, because for some, you may be the only Bible that they will read. Be careful that you don't mislead them. The third quality, he says, he says, soul not lifted to idols. The one accepted by God also rejects idolatry in his own action and in his soul. There is physical idols. There is also other idols that sometimes we don't see. If you were in the place where I live and maybe you went deep into the villages, you will meet people that they call Nyabingi or Abajirwa, and it's people who tend to worship idols, either of people, ancestries, or little things that they have made for themselves. And those things kind of somehow captures their mind, captures their heart, and doesn't release them to want to be with Christ and to serve God. But they are also other idols. 
such as pride, such as last thoughts, such as the kind of things that we tend to idolize and they prevent us from giving God our whole heart, from giving God our service, and they are in our lives, and some of you will know what those are for yourself. And there are many things that you tend to put in the presence of God, that you tend to hold dear to the expense of not giving Christ the time that he deserves in your life. It's very interesting that when you talk to people in my country, and I'm sure it is in your country, is the same thing, and you are to ask them, so who is a saint? They probably will try to give a certain description. And that certain description sometimes is an expectation of how one should believe as a Christian. And that expectation of how one should believe as a Christian is what David is saying here in these characteristics that he has put in place, the photo of them. It is the mirror through which they, that they can look and say, do I have clean hands? Do I have a pure heart? What about what I do and what I say? Is it glorifying God? Is it building somebody up? Or it is cheering them and destroying them? In his declaration of the honor of the creation and everything that is in it, David also tends to say, and you and me are the possessions of God. And everything we have is not actually ours. It is God's. It's only that we have been entrusted with it to use it for his glory, to use it to worship him, to be the stewards of his resources, to be the stewards of the gifts and talents and resources that God has entrusted us. The question is, are we using those talents? Are we using those gifts? Are we using that that God has given us to manage for him, that God has entrusted us with to glorify him, to worship him, to praise him, to minister to others with? James 1:17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly rights. And then the last one of the quality is one who does not swear deceitfully, which means pure in his speech, no lies, always speaks the truth. And I'm here to say, brothers and sisters, that the cleanness and purity can only come from him who is clean and who is pure and that is Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died for us. Second Corinthians 5.21, there is only one way to ascend to God's holy here, and that is brought through the Savior. And in John 14.6, he says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
Let me encourage you this morning that if you have not known and received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I think there is an open invitation. Come, and he will give you rest. Bring your burdens, bring your issues to him, and he will give you peace. And if you have received Christ, continue to trust in him, continue to rest in him, stand firm, be the salt and the light in your home, in your workplace, in the schools, in your community. I think when we talk about the purity of heart, the clean hands, a person who doesn't worship idols, a person who is pure in his speech, I think is a lifestyle that we are talking about that is, that is led at the center of it is Jesus Christ and it challenging us to be the sort and the light in our, in our community, in our place of work, in our church. It's challenging us to be the blessing. Let us pray. Our gracious Father, we thank you that we have a mirror in which we can look at ourselves, and that is your word. We pray, Father, that uh, you will help us as we meditate to these words of those who can ascend in the hills of the Holy One with clean hands, pure hearts, those who do not worship idols, those who have time for you and want to glorify you, those who take good possessions of the things that you have entrusted us with, those who are truthful, and that can only be received through Jesus Christ, our Savior.